Hi everyone, welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. La Jolla residents are using a service to remove scooters from their property. Scooter companies say the service is illegal and the service disagrees. Reporter Elizabeth Frausto has the story. Then editorial and opinion director Matthew T. Hall shares his take on a new policy at the city of San Diego. First, the news. California will allow live events and performances to return indoors with limitations this month. They're the latest rules to be relaxed amid declining COVID-19 case rates and continuing vaccinations. The new state guidance revealed Friday says those events would not be allowed in the purple tier, the most restrictive tier in California's reopening roadmap, but it could take place starting April 15th in the red, orange, and yellow tiers. San Diego County is currently in the red tier. Governor Gavin Newsom praised the San Diego region's vaccination efforts Friday at a pop-up vaccination station in City Heights. Newsom was joined by Mayor Todd Gloria, Board of Supervisors Chair Nathan Fletcher, Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez, and other state and local leaders. It's the governor's second appearance in San Diego in recent months. In February, he visited the vaccine superstation near Petco Park. Fully vaccinated Americans are cleared to travel again, according to new U.S. guidance issued Friday. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention updated its guidance to say vaccinated people can travel within the U.S. without getting tested for the coronavirus or going into quarantine afterward. Previously, the agency cautioned against unnecessary travel, even for vaccinated people. A group of La Jolla residents received cease and desist letters from Bird Scooters for their use of a removal service called Scoot Scoop. The company removes scooters that are on private property or block storefronts or driveways. Bird alleges the operation is illegal and Scoot Scoop says it's not. Elizabeth Frausto is a reporter for the La Jolla Light. She covered this story with Ashley Mackin Solomon. Elizabeth, like first, can you just tell me more about Scoot Scoop? Like how do people get in touch with them and what do they do with the scooters they pick up? Um, Scoot Scoop is both a website and an app where residents can go and report scooters or e-bikes left on their property after signing a removal agreement. And uh, Scoot Scoop will come and remove them and impound them in one of their storage facilities. How does Bird get their scooters back? They'll have to pay an impound fee, much like if your car is towed after being parked illegally, they have to pay to get it back. And so, like, I know, you know, it's a two-sided story here. Bird says it's illegal. Scoot Scoop says it's not. Like, uh, how is this going to be determined? Well, they're actually, the two companies are actually involved in ongoing litigation right now. They have been since 2019. So it'll be resolved in the courts as to whether or not it's legal or not. Hmm. In your story, I mean, your story, a lot of it was based on the response from residents. So a handful of people got these letters from Bird. What did they say? The letters informed residents that Scoot Scoop was violating California vehicle codes and um, removal from public property was definitely illegal. And the letters were also telling residents um, that if they called, they may be aiding and abetting this illegal activity of Scoot Scoops. They also said that Scoot Scoops impounding of the scooters was tantamount to theft um, and illegal. And they ended the letter by saying that residents needed to comply in writing within 72 hours of receiving the letters, agreeing to not use Scoot Scoop anymore, or they may be subject to legal action by Bird. Can you tell me a little about uh, the reaction, you know, from people that got these letters? They were not happy. 
No, they weren't. Residents were really angry. A lot of them felt very threatened by the letters and very confused because they didn't know how Bird had gotten their information from Scoot Scoop. And um, so they contacted us to find out more about it and to express their anger and um, fear at being threatened. And, and Bird, did you also talk to them or you had a statement at least? They said they didn't mean to intimidate the residents. What did they tell you? Yeah, a representative from Bird contacted us and, and offered a written statement. Um, they apologized uh, if the letter wasn't clear, and they said they did, had no intention of pursuing legal action against the residents. They wanted only to inform the residents of the steps that the residents should take if they find scooters on their property. First is to call the city's Get It Done uh, website or app, or, uh, and then to contact Bird itself. And you talked to people who said they had tried those things but didn't have a lot of success. What has their experience been? One resident that I talked to said that scooters had been left on her property three different times over a 14-month period. And in both instances, first she tried get it done with no response, and then she tried bird, which either didn't pick up the phone or said they were sending a truck and never did. And then they called Scoot Scoop and the matter was taken care of within hours. But in all of those instances, the scooters were left on their property, either blocking a driveway or just littering their yard for up to three days at a time. So I know that uh, the councilperson, Joe LaCava, who represents uh, La Jolla, said that he's going to look into it. When can we expect the city to weigh in? That's not clear. He did say that he's forwarding the matter to the city attorney's office. And so we'll just wait and see what happens with that. Now for opinion. Matthew T. Hall is the editorial and opinion director at the UT. This week, the editorial board commended the city's new policy on homeless encampments. Okay, Matt, the editorial board this week uh, wrote an editorial um, sort of praising a, a new policy by the city of San Diego and the way that they're going to uh, approach homeless uh, encampments. What can you tell me about the policy? I think sort of praise is pretty accurate. Uh, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, San Diego has uh, thousands of homeless people um, on the streets, uh, thousands of unsheltered people, and this, the, 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 the situation um, has been hard in, in recent days, particularly after the deaths of three homeless people um, near City College um, when, a, when, a, when a driver uh, plowed a car into a, a homeless encampment. Um, the issue of, of how to help the homeless homeless people has been huge in, in San Diego. And so what the mayor did, um, that's pretty welcome, is he, he, his policy is, is essentially more humane. I mean, if you could try, describe it in one word, that's what it is. He actually uses words like dignity and respect in the policy. And so I think there's an effort to realize that homeless people are people. And um, specifically what this policy does is it gives more advanced notice when the city is gonna rouse homeless people and remove their belongings from public uh, rights of way and parks and sidewalks, which obviously, you know, those, those spaces are for everyone, not just for the homeless population. And so what the city is going to do is, is give people more notice um, before they do that. So it's um, kind of more humane. And they're also not going to do it in uh, inclement weather situations, which this is San Diego. It's usually 72 and sunny, but there are many times when it rains a lot and 
um, you know, uh, the, the, an effort is going to be made to um, uh, give people kind of a, a greater heads up. How does this new policy compare to administrations of the past or like were there even policies before this one? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, homelessness was a huge has been a huge issue in San Diego. Um, even when Todd Gloria was city council president, he, he I would write a column. I was a columnist at the time then. And I, I, I kind of um, uh, um, uh, criticized him for saying we could end homelessness and that he thought that we could. And he and I have talked about that for years. Um, you know, and I think it, 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 as, as time has gone on and the problem has not really pr- uh, um, improved, what you started to see is the city say, we can eliminate parts of the homeless pro- uh, um, uh, um, situation. And so uh, veterans, for example, let's house all the veterans. And so that's, I think under Kevin Faulkner, you started to see that focus, particularly with veterans uh, take place. His approach was different than, than, than Todd's is and will be. Kevin was um, used police a lot more. And so I think you saw, at least before the pandemic and people started to stay at home, you started to see more citations um, uh, from the city for things like encroachment and things like illegal lodging. Uh, The pandemic obviously has changed some of that. Um, And so we'll see what happens going forward. But my my hunch is that um, those law enforcement's involvement will be less. And I think that's an important pivot point for the city. Um, Even this new policy says that there will be fewer police officers involved. They will be less prominent. The the lights on their cars won't be flashing as these um, possessions are being removed and encampments are being broken up. Um, The the, the police officers will be standing further away. Um, And so I think that's part of the shift that you're seeing nationally, which I think is a good shift. Um, and that's to, to, to make, um, to have police officers focus on other area, areas other than mental health and homelessness. One of the things um, about the follow-up coverage that struck me was just that this isn't, this didn't happen. The, the, you know, the incident under the bridge that killed, you know, a few people and injured many others. It didn't happen because of a lack of shelter beds necessarily, because it said the shelters close early in the morning. These people would have been outside, you know, in this inclement weather regardless. I mean, so like what needs to be done there? Or is that something they're working on? Yeah, great question. And we made the point in our editorial to say that this policy change isn't in and of itself going to get more people off the streets. It isn't in and of itself going to put more people in permanent housing or find more storage, permanent storage for their stuff. Um, but it kind of creates uh, a different environment, right? And so um, to your point, that's the big question is how do we create more housing for um, uh, the homeless population, which you know may have issues with substance abuse or mental health or addiction um, you know, is trying to find jobs, maybe care for family members. Um, it's complicated. Uh, and, and that's why what's interesting is uh, Todd Gloria has brought in Matthew Doherty, who is really well known um, nationally for homeless issues. And so I think people are waiting to see what Matthew does in terms of a, a, big, a bigger policy and, and how that may affect things. One of the things that the pandemic made tricky is even knowing how many homeless people are on the streets because the point in time count, which is typically done in January, was not done. And so you have this, even though people criticize that number, it's still a number. It still puts um, um, uh, a little more sense and order around this kind of thorny issue. Like homelessness is hard to tackle and just defining how many people are homeless in a city can be tough. 
Okay, so just looking forward, you know, like what more do you hope to see happen in this administration? What should we be on the lookout for? I mean, what more needs to be addressed? Yeah, great question. I think there's a handful of things that San Diegans should be on the lookout for, one of which is where the homeless population goes now that they've left the convention center. Some will be going to Golden Hall and other um, uh, shelters in San Diego, but what happens to them at this stage of the pandemic is an open. I also think uh, homeless advocates would tell you that the waiting list of each of the providers needs to be synced up in some fashion so that you can get the services that these people need to them. Um, so those are points one and two. And then I think the third thing is police involvement and what happens uh, with that. There's a big, as I said earlier, this big national discussion about uh, how mental health, homelessness, social service issues should be handled by law enforcement. And that obviously is going to be a discussion that happens and unfolds in San Diego as well. You can find these stories online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. See you Monday.